LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Peter Blanche. Well, sorry, wait. Derek Hanna. Wait, Derek Hanna. I'm Derek Hanna. There's a problem sometimes with you who just loves a script, loves to have a read-off. It's always good to just go off script. Absolutely. I'm anchor man. Particularly when you're talking about yourself. (laughs) Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel Center ministry every week. The One Thing is brought to you with thanks to Reach Australia. We'd love to, under God, be a part of supporting thousands of healthy, evangelistic and multiplying churches. A key part of that vision is to see 200 new churches launched in the next 10 years. Already we've seen 125 new churches kick off in the last 10 years, but over the next 10 years we want to see 300 churches total uh, started and launched and supported by the Reach Australia Network. Uh, It'd be great if you could be praying for that vision. I think it's a big vision. Uh, It's going to mean uh, lots of sacrifice uh, and God willing it's going to mean lots of new people uh, in Christ. But for now, you've pressed by another episode of The One Thing. When not to plant. Well, that makes no sense, Scott. Well, that that, that was what I was going to say, Derek. It does make no sense. You're the planting guy uh, and you're wanting to talk about when not to plant. Uh, If we're actually going to see 200 new churches over the next 10 years, don't we just need to be sort of saying yes to everything and encouraging every person who wants to plant to plant? Isn't that what you want to see? Have I taught you nothing, Scott, <laughs> over all these years? Uh, well, of course we want to see as many, but, you know, if you look at the Reach Australia website um, and you talk to us, so I think you might have even said it in true, we want to see healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want to see, I would love to see 300 um, by 2030. I would love to see, in fact, I would love to see 600. That would be unbelievable. Wouldn't that be an amazing work of God? Would 300 be. would be phenomenal. 600 would be revival breaking out, I would think. But um, I don't want to plant churches just for the sake of planting churches. I want to reach people and therefore the types of churches uh, that we plant, the people who plant them are key. And so there's a whole mix of questions we want to ask in that. So, well, help us answer this question. Why wouldn't you plant? Well, let me let me break it up into two categories here because you've got the church side of things, so a church that might be sending and planting, and you've got the planter side of things. Um, so if I just talk about the church side of things, for example, first one, your church might not be ready, to be honest. Uh, that might be a size issue um, for it. It might be a momentum issue as well. Like it might be a, a, things that have happened in the past few years, but let's just take size, for example. Um, if you're going to plant, we would normally say to a church plant going out, that obviously this is just a guide. There's differences at every point. But 40 adults going out, let's say 40 adults you want to send. Um, if you send 40 adults out of a church of 110, 120, you have gutted that church. And so we want to say, well, one reason you wouldn't plant out of a church as a sending church is your size. You're just not quite ready yet. A second reason you might not plant is your DNA. And that is, if you aren't a church, that is, if you're not reaching anyone, if you have no idea how to reach anyone, if you haven't seen anyone become a Christian in the last 10 years uh, and you plant, there is a very good chance that you will plant a church that will not reach anyone, will just move one, people from one place to another. But isn't church planting something that can actually engage a, you know, engage a congregation, engage the church actually in evangelism? You know, can't it be used as a sort of strategy or technique to get people to start thinking? Well, it can, it can be. It can, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it can be, but... You, 
you can't use it as a silver bullet either. If you're not doing evangelism here, what's to make you think you're going to do evangelism over there? Um, the process of church planning will stir up the ecosystem more widely in your church and where you're going. And if you're a denomination, often it does that as well. It does stir people up to think in different ways. That is true. But if you think church planning is going to be a solution to you reaching people in your local, your sending church as well, I think you're sorely mistaken. Um, so the first question I would want to be asking with the church for the DNA question is, well, how do we together get mobilised to reach the lost in our area so that when we plant, we're taking a DNA, um, not just methodology, not just a framework for planting, but, but a DNA, a conviction that the gospel does reach people, God does work. Because my suspicion is in churches where they haven't seen anyone reached with the gospel for years, is it is a gospel conviction issue they actually aren't sure that the gospel reaches people and saves. Okay, so that's the, the church. What about on church the side? planter side, the yeah. planting couple side? Okay, so look, on the planting couple side, you may not be ready. So first of all, we assess men and women together as couples um, because it's a team that does this. And so uh, you've got to ask the question, are we in this together? Not one of you, both of you. And so you may not be ready. And if you aren't on the same page with this, uh, if you're not committed to it together, I would say don't plant. So that's the sort of spousal corporation. Yep. yep. What about what about the planting leader and and their readiness and their. Yeah, yep. Well, you've got to have a vision. Uh, I'm sure I've said this, and I will keep saying it. So I unashamedly say this again um, on this podcast and others. If you want to plant a church, you want to be able to answer two things. One, who am I trying to reach, and how am I going to reach them? If you cannot answer that question those questions, you should not plant a church. You should not plant a church. Like they're, they're relatively simple questions, but if I can't identify who I'm trying to reach, uh, then most likely I'm just going to move people from one place to another and only attract Christians. Um, if I haven't got a plan for how I'm trying to reach the people who I might have identified, I'm just going to stumble along and I'll lose momentum and people will become frustrated. Um, and so, yeah, if you've got no plan, if you, if you don't know who you're trying to reach or how you're trying to reach them, I would say don't plant a church. Too harsh? No, no, no. I don't think it's too harsh. I mean, one of the things we we do in the assessment process is actually encourage. Well, you've got to provide a plan, and and I think that's a really useful part of the uh, you know the second part of the assessment process where where actually you have an experienced church planning couple and a church planner speak into that plan, assess it, uh, and if there are problems, you know, not not say no, but say actually identify. You know, go and talk to these people tweak this, you know, think think about this. And I actually think the more time you've got to plan and be ready, often the larger your launch team is and often the greater ability you have to actually reach the lost. And I would say in this as well, this plan one, it's not just a pragmatic thing. Like the, I think this is the expression of a heart that longs to see what God longs. Mm. And so this is the work put in out of a prayerful heart to say, how is it that I'm going to use the resources I have to reach those people under God? Um, so, yeah. Anyway. So, so Derek, what are the dangers? What are the dangers? Uh, what are the dangers? Why is this important to actually have this conversation? Well, let me tell you what the danger isn't. First of all, um, and then I'll tell you what the dangers are. The danger isn't uh, primarily that the church reaches that the church doesn't reach sustainability. So. Um, we're not we're not um, giving caution here because we're saying unless the church reaches two hundred, that's a failure. That that is not a failure. Obviously, we want churches to be sustainable. 
Uh, we want them to move towards that. And we've seen that in the network again and again because of a number of things we've put in place. And we've but, but there have been some churches that uh, haven't reached sustainability, that have closed. But I'll tell you what, God has worked incredibly powerful to change, powerfully to so, change so lives. Just, yeah, just recently. I mean, as you're talking about this, I'm, I'm just thinking about uh, Establish. And, yeah. Uh, and seeing James, James Ayer's sort of wonderful post uh, mm. about the, the gospel impact uh, that this church had on him personally. Yeah. You know, it's where he grew lots as, uh, as a Christian, but he talked about this is the place where I, I met my wife. Um, this is where his dad became a Christian. Wow. Uh, you know, this is where he trained for ministry. This is where he learned a whole bunch of lessons. Yeah. And, he, and he can say sort of looking back and, and now, uh, you know, a vocational staff member on another church's uh, staff team, he can say that, you know, the five years were some of the hardest, but, uh, but the lessons that he learned there have, have really shaped who he is as a Christian now and how he sees and understands ministry. And so you kind of go, yeah, that that hasn't reached survivability as a church plant, but there are lots of people who are now in the kingdom who weren't, mm. uh, and there are a number of people who have been trained uh, in, in ministry. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's the thing. It's not, Of course, if you talk to Leon Catherine people, and other people in the church, they would say, of course, they would have liked to have seen the church move towards sustainability, um, but that's not the primary danger. Uh, the primary danger is is not reaching anyone in that and established reached people. It saw people move from death to life. So I, I want to keep saying that we are a network who wants to keep trying things. We want to plan and we want to pray and humbly under God, boldly, courageously step out in faith as established in Lee and Catherine and that whole team have done. But that's not our primary danger. So what are the dangers? The dangers of these. One, um, moral failure, I think, of leaders. I think that's a big one, which is why we take assessment so seriously, um, but it's why character... Uh, not giftedness is the key thing for church planners. Character is king in this. Um, and so we want to keep pushing back into um, who we are in Christ and what it looks like to lead in a in a godly, humble way, even while we're boldly and courageously stepping out. But so, so, so if you are thinking about planting, just, just want to encourage you towards assessment, uh, but also ready you that the assessment process is really good at sort of opening up stuff and uh, and and getting into your identity in Christ. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, I think lean into that. Don't don't push away from it. Don't you know hide from that. Mm. Uh, I, I think as a um, you know as a process is re- a really valuable one for your Christian walk and your Christian maturity and growth. Yeah. And look, church planners come in all shapes and sizes, all different personalities. But often the the classic church planner um, will just go out and do stuff uh, and think, why would I bother being assessed? Um, the reality is I get nervous when um, people say um, there's no need for me to be assessed. It's pointless. Um, if there's no willingness to kind of submit to a, uh, a body of believers who are on your side, who are with you, who have gone before you in this process to help you do it better, uh, I would say there's a character issue when people are saying, I just, you know, I'm not going to be assessed for whatever reason. Uh, assessment is not there to be adversarial. It's there to be assistive, to help you plant better. Uh, but so, and part of that is just digging in. What will a plant expose in you? Because it will expose stuff. That's the reality. It will expose character issues because you are the culture setter. You often in a plant have far more influence than you will in any other ministry because you are the person from the beginning. And so that character piece. So that's that's the, I would say that's the number one danger. I, I feel like you've I feel like you said it's pretty have important. I, have okay. I, have I what are the other much? two? What are the other oh, two? All right. Okay. I get the truth. All right. Number two is this. Well, issues issues in your marriage as well. I think that's that's a danger. Again, I think um, it is such an intense thing planting a church. Uh, that ministry is hard. I think planning brings particular 
difficulties in those first few years and in an ongoing well, way as well, but in those first few years to your marriage relationship and how you operate. So, but again, the assessment process kind of helps you get on the same page and talk about that. That's the second danger. Uh, here's the third one. Uh, that the the possibly if you're talking about the sending church and where you're sending from, that the sending church is gutted. Uh, we've heard a number of stories of churches uh, in the past fifteen years who sent out a church plant, and it took eight or nine years for the sending church to be uh, to recover, to get back to a point where they would even consider it. So when we talk about um, being ready to plan, we'd say, well, just don't pull the trigger too early. Make sure there are a number of things with your sending church that are in place so that not only is the church plant healthy, but that the sending church can stay healthy. And I'll probably come back to this in a second, so that you don't just do one plant, so that you do three, four, five plants in the coming years. Um, there's a danger. Trying pulling the trigger too early uh, when your sending church isn't ready. Okay, so we don't want this positive to be, be all negative. Uh, Derek actually wants to see churches planted all across Australia. So so what should you do? I think everyone wants to see churches planted all across <laughs> Australia, don't they? It's not just me. Just, um, you know, just give people a chance to pause and you know, yeah. suck in and go, okay. okay. I still, but I still, want to ch- I still want to plant a church, Derek. So what should oh, I do? I tell you what, there are more church planters out there than there's willing, they're willing to admit. They really are. And if you're one of them who's on the edge, talk to me. Because there are so many people looking for plants. There are so many places that need plants. And there are millions of people who need the gospel. And church planting is an incredibly effective way to do it. There you go. There's my positive speech, which I, a speech I absolutely believe. But in answer to your question, what should you do? Look, if you're ascending church, here's a few things. One, you, you do want to ask hard questions about your own health. You want to do that before you launch, before you send people out. Look at your own health. Ask the hard questions in order for you to kind of see the underlying factors in there. Um, Number two, put this one plant that you're thinking about in the context of a whole plan for your church. A church plan is only one part of the whole overall strategy for your church in order to reach people. Uh, It's a key part, I'd argue, but it's one. So even in the if you're just thinking church planning in that strategy, I'm saying don't think about one church plan, but how how is it that we do three, four, five over time? Think longer term with that, and that requires you to think: one, are we reaching people our own? No, we need to fix that. Two, do we have a leadership pipeline? No, we don't. So we need to work out how to do that in order to resource people because. Generally, church plants will take some high-level leaders with you, so you need to work out how you're doing that across the board, not just once, but again and again. All these fundamentals you want to think about. So look at this plant in terms of the context of your whole plan. That's why we've done these. We're doing these mission consults at the moment in order to help churches not just think about one plant, but think about multiple of them. Um, And lastly, for ascending church, I'd say go slower and think long-term. Go slower and think long-term. Now, that grates against me a little bit saying that, um, because people need to hear the gospel, and I, my tendency is just to run ahead and then reflect later. But I do think there's a sense in which we need to, um, we can plant healthier churches that possibly do reach sustainability quicker, but can multiply quicker if we just go a little slower and think longer term. Um, yeah. So if you're the planter, uh-huh. if you're the planter, if you're married, talk to your wife and husband about it. Not and husband, like I'm assuming you're only married to one person. That's we predicating the podcast talk to each on other. that. Talk to each other. That's a better way to put it. Yeah, right. Uh, if you're married, uh, talk to your husband or wife. Talk to each other about it. Really key. You've got to get in the same page. There's different details that you will be aware of, different, different passions and convictions, so talk to each other. That's the first one. If you're a planner, number two, your potential planner, talk to the church you're a part of. 
talk to the church you're a part of. Um, if someone's thinking about planting a church and they come to Reach Australia and say, I want to plant a church and they're a part of a church, I would say, have you talked to your local church about it? You've got to talk to the people in your local context about it. Uh, now, particularly if you're going to plant out of them. Uh, but you want to talk to your local church about it because if they're your sending church, that's where you're, the people you're going to take are with you. Uh, yeah, so talk to the church you're a part of. And third, here's the last one. I've already said it before. I sound like a broken record, but this um, has played such a pivotal role in the evangelistic effectiveness and health of the churches over many, many years. Get assessed. Get assessed. It's, it, look, the whole assessment process is a little bit like open-heart surgery, um, but i tell you what, the number of people who've come out the other end um, and uh, have benefited from that process, the wisdom of a network who's gone before you, godly people who are on your side, who've who've uh, walked into traps, who've fallen in pit holes, and they're the people who are walking alongside you in this, get assessed. Uh, so come and talk to us in order to think this through. It's no small thing to plan a church. Uh, and so we want to see you healthy. We want to see the church healthy. We want to see the sending church healthy. And we want to see 300, 400, 500 churches over the next 10 years. Now, before I get you one thing, can you just tell us really briefly about uh, the 2 for 200? Look, the 2 for 200 is a um, uh, is a, a campaign, for want of a better word, um, that we're putting out there. Um, the planting network that we have relies solely on generous donors and churches that are a part of it, um, supporting the work we do so that we can remove any financial barrier to someone who's asking the question about, should I be a church planner? Uh, going through the process of assessment, um, going on boot camp when they move towards assessment, having a coach for three years, both men and women having coaches for three years, uh, going away on the marriage refresh. The two for 200 is asking uh, for $2,000 uh, in what this year, and hopefully in the years to come as well, if your church can do it, $2,000 each year in your budget. If we can get 200 churches, even 200 individuals as well as churches, across Australia supporting this campaign, uh, we can continue to make all these things that remove barriers for people moving towards church planning and planning in a healthy way, we can remove that. And so, look, if you're in a position where uh, you're at a church and uh, you can influence uh, or you can talk to them about this opportunity, talk to them about supporting Reach Australia, the 2 for 200 campaign, uh, so we can keep planting churches across Australia. Excellent. Uh, can I encourage churches to uh, reach out to reachaustralia.com.au forward slash give, and you can find out more about the 2 for 200 campaign. Uh, Derek, what's your one thing? The vision is to see not just 200 churches, but 200 healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches. And so that takes conversations between uh, churches and planters and a whole network in order for us to do that, in order to reach Australia. So come and talk to us because that's our goal. We know it's the heart of people across Australia. That's a long one thing, but there it is. Excellent. Now, can I just uh, push into the toolbox a little bit this week? Uh, one of the things I want to point people to is actually the Church Planning Australia podcast. It's a podcast that you're not necessarily going to hear an episode every week on, but it's a season. Uh, well, it's more than a season. It's it's a whole series helping you to think from pre-launch to launch to your ongoing growth of your church plant. I think there's close to 25 action-packed episodes, and there's also accompanying videos as well. So if you don't want to just hear Derek and his dulcet tones, but actually see Derek and here is dulcet tones.
then you want to jump on and listen to the Church Planning Australia podcast. I reckon that's a really helpful one to kind of dip into if you've got a question in a particular area or if you're actually thinking about this uh, you know, long-term and wanting to plan a church, then you know, perhaps listen to it with your spouse. Uh, listen to it as a couple. Uh, and and really challenge each other and ask the questions, push into the fears that you have uh, each in, in church planning. Uh, and then perhaps you could listen to it with your team as well. Pick a few episodes that you think of a critical, particularly in that launch team phase, so that you guys uh, can think through them as a team and not just think, and think on them yourself. Yeah, I just want to say, look, I'm not sure it's action-packed. It's helpful, I think, but it's not action-packed. Um, I would want to throw two more things in there. One is uh, go to genevapush.com forward slash get hyphen assessed. And that's all the assessment uh, information uh, you can have on there. Even if you just want to call me, drop me an email, and we can have a chat about what that looks like. Always keen to chat. The other thing I want to talk about is the uh, I thing I mentioned is the multiplication consults. That is, uh, we're working with churches to help them think through how it is they move towards planning. No matter whether you're 10 years away, it often takes between the point at which we decide we want to plant and you plant, it takes about six or seven years. So start planning now. Talk to us about the multiplication consults. We'd love to engage in that conversation with you. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, why not pass it on to a mate in ministry and encourage them to listen to it as well. Uh, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hannum. Chat soon.